Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality one topic at a time. This is Increase the Reality with Shane Jones. What is up, inquirers? And welcome to the expanse of deep, open-minded conversation. I'm the one they call Shane, and in today's discussion, we try to unravel what might be happening in Florida as far as the recent alien and UFO phenomenon go. As everyone has been noticing, there seems to be a huge upspike in sightings everywhere. So why now? What is the agenda, whether it's alien or possibly even human? But before we get into all that, First and foremost, we have to do the front of the house. So if you're not already following the show on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, or Discord, highly recommend going and checking out all of those across social media. And if anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, uh, or you're interested in having me as a guest on your show, or you're interested in sponsoring the show in some some way, shape, or form, uh, you guys can get a hold of me through email or through social media. Uh, The email is inquiriesallrealitypodcast at outlook.com. Or again, you guys can get a hold of me through any of the social media that I re- that I just listed. And uh, if anybody wants to report an encounter, you guys can do so through OMMEncounterReports at Outlook.com. No matter how big, no matter how small, I want to hear about them. And uh, from there, we can kind of figure out what you want to do with it, uh, possibly keep it between us, or I can possibly go out and investigate it, or maybe I could feature it on the show. But we can discuss that. But of course, we won't get to that point unless you guys share all of your fascinating, fascinating experiences. And uh, if you guys can't get enough of what I do, don't forget to check out Bizarre Encounters, my other show that I do with my awesome co-host, Oren. A bit different of a format than this show, as I always say. Uh, This is more of the interview-based show, or that's more so the deep dive show. But we definitely have some interviews that pop up over there. But I think you guys, if you guys enjoyed this show, you guys will definitely enjoy that show. And if you guys want to keep tabs on everything I do all in one place, you guys can do so through OMM. Uh, Open Minds Media that is across social media. And a lot of the time I keep stuff under that name to try to make it easier for myself, such as the uh, YouTube, the TikTok, and the Discord. Uh, Makes it so Bizarre Encounters and Inquiries of Our Reality are all in one place. And if you guys want to support the show, there's a couple different ways to do so. You guys can become Patreon members. Over there, you'll get things such as ad-free episodes of the show, early access to the show, lives of the show, live replays of the show, uh, exclusive merch store discounts, 
exclusive giveaways, and a plethora of a lot of other awesome things. But you guys can go and check out the tiers, figure out which one suits you the best, and uh, obviously hop onto the Patreon. We got to keep building that up for 2024, get to a point where maybe I can uh, do this full time and possibly be able to drop new awesome content for you guys every single day and not just podcasts, but also video-based content. And uh, speaking of video-based content, if you guys haven't already checked out Bizarre Inquiries, highly recommend checking that out. It will be a weekly show as far as the Patreon goes. Uh, but if you're not one, a Patreon member, which again, highly recommend going and join the Patreon, uh, it will be a monthly show on YouTube and on the normal feed. So you guys can at least check out one episode of that a month. But uh, if we're going to be discussing a lot of different questions that are submitted by you guys, no matter how bizarre the inquiry may be. So don't forget to submit your questions if you want to possibly get featured on the show. And even if you're not a Patreon member, if you drop the question, uh, no matter what, I will uh, send you the episode and give you access to it, even if it's not one of the normal monthly drop episodes. But uh, yeah, of course, don't forget to uh, submit your awesome questions for us to discuss. And uh, hopping back into supporting the show, if you guys want to donate to the show directly to make it so I can get out to more events, uh, make it so that, you know, maybe you can buy me a coffee so that I can stay up a little bit later and uh, keep working on all these awesome projects for you guys. You guys can donate through Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, or Red Circle, which is the RSS host for the show. And if it doesn't give you some type of option to leave a personalized message, uh, shoot me a message. Let me know what you guys donated. And of course, like I always say, I like to give appreciation where appreciations do. And uh, number three, you guys can go and check out the Open Minds Media merch store. Always updating new designs on there, hoping to drop at least uh, one or two designs every month, every two months. We'll kind of figure it out depending on how everything's working out at that specific month, I guess, and how everything works out as far as normal life goes. But uh, definitely recommend going and checking that out. And uh, I do drop some random promo codes onto the Instagram here and there. So if you guys want a little bit of a discount, that's one way to do it. Or you guys can go on the Patreon and depending on your tier, depends on how much of a discount you get off in the store. So if that sounds like something that you might be interested in, definitely recommend going and checking out both. And number four, you guys can uh, leave a review or rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify. And if you guys leave a five-star review, of course, I will read on the show and give you guys a big shout out. And uh, you guys can also share the show through word of mouth with all of your friends, family, anybody that you think might be interested in any of these bizarre topics that I talk about. And if you want to open the doorway, you guys can always go to the YouTube or the TikTok, uh, send them some clips from the show, possibly get them interested in it, suck them in, make it so they want to watch a full episode. Uh, and that'll help, obviously help out the algorithm, make it so more people are able to view and see the show um, through, again, leaving reviews, sharing the show, having more people interact with it. So anything you guys do, greatly appreciate. And if you guys don't do any of that, I just appreciate that you guys are listening to the show. But if you want to help me out just a little bit, you guys can set the show on auto-download. So even if you don't listen to every single episode, it will count as a listen. And again, boost up the show in the algorithms. And uh, don't forget to uh, go and check out I Know Squatch, uh, one of the absolute best cryptid merchandise brands out there. Uh, Rick and Hans are always absolutely killing it with their awesome creeper designs. They're always dropping uh, new designs over there, new different merch style ideas. I know they recently just dropped this really, really cool camo Squatch hoodie. So I know I scooped one for myself. I uh, highly recommend you guys go do go and do so too because I think you guys will definitely enjoy it if you guys are into all of the Squatch style research. And uh, don't forget to go and check them out. Uh, speaking at multiple events, as we get closer to those, I will drop some of those dates. So you guys can go and check those out. And uh, if you guys are going to see me vending at any places this year, I will have I know Squatch gear for sale. So you guys can definitely go and scoop some from me. And uh, we're going to kind of collaborate back and forth. And you know they'll have some of my gear and stuff like that when they go out and vend. But you know we're going to have a have a symbiotic relationship going as far as helping to promote each other back and forth. And uh, speaking of that, got to give a shout out to Joe. He's been supporting the show since the very beginning. 
And uh, I guess I've kind of been supporting his stuff since the very beginning, too. Uh, if you're looking for anything other crypto-related other than Squatch, of course, you know, you can definitely go check out some awesome Squatch stuff from Joe, but he specializes in anything and everything all cryptid and slash alien related. So I know he does his multiple series. I know he's been dropping a lot of new awesome stuff. So if you guys haven't checked that out recently, even if you checked it out like a month ago, I guarantee you he has some new stuff up there. So definitely go and check it out and scoop yourself some awesome gear, especially considering that half my closet is I know Squatch and Crypto Theology and my designs. Well, split between the three, of course. Uh, obviously, I really like it. Uh, it's not just uh, me specifically promoting it. They both do some amazing work. So if you guys want to go and pick up some of the best cryptid gear you could possibly pick up on the market, definitely go and check out Crypto Theology and I Know Squatch. And uh, for all my paranormal investigators out there, don't forget to go and check out the Chattergeist. It is the all-in-one paranormal investigating tool. I use it every single time I go out paranormal investigating. And uh, if you guys have any technical questions on it whatsoever, Barry is the guy who runs the Dimension Devices Instagram. He is also the guy that programmed and developed the device. So he can answer any of your guys' technical questions that you guys might have. And uh, if you guys decide that you want to scoop one for yourself, don't forget to use the affiliate link. I believe that even when he is doing special discounts, which I keep seeing him do a lot recently, uh, if you use our affiliate link, uh, this will help us out. And it'll also make it so that you can still get that discount price that he's putting up there, of course. And uh, everything that I mentioned is all available in the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show for the second time, researcher and investigator of the mysterious, Brian Bowden. How's it going today, man? It's good. And thank you for having me back on. It's been a while, but thank you for having me back on. It's always good to be back on, and I appreciate you having me on. I don't know if that's all confusing. <laughs> no, it totally made sense. No, I mean, it's it's good to reconnect anyways, because we have like our random conversations we'll pop back and forth with. But like, you know, it's been how long has it been? Probably at least like six to eight months since you've been on the show. And we kind of have those yeah. spurts where it's like you talk for a little bit and then you kind of drop out and then you come back in. So you kind of have to do a show just to reconnect and make it so that you guys restable to each other. And then you're able to continue communicating on into the future. Right. I don't know if it was pre or post heart attack. That's how I'm going to gauge that. I think it was right after, if I'm being honest with you. Like literally, it was probably, yeah. You know what it was? Like like four days after. Yep. Because I remember you talking about it when you came on. You like, dude, you, you had a heart attack. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you have a wife and two daughters. See how much your heart doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I got a wife and I got a daughter and a son and the son is absolutely crazy. He's in the terrible two stage. So I, I completely understand just from a little bit different of a perspective. That, that, that doesn't stop until like the terrible like fifties, you know, I'll say, I don't think it ever stops once it starts. If I'm being honest with you. <laughs> Who's older, the son or the daughter? My daughter's older. My daughter's eight and my son's two. Oh, she's going to smack the crap out of him. <laughs> she already does. <laughs> But he walks around like a little brute, you know, with the with the belly out and uh, the dry. He he walks around like a dude who drives a pickup truck. <laughs> you call him Earl. <laughs> He's got the broad Earl, shoulders. Walks with the belly out, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, speaking of strength, so uh, during the 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 sea event, I spent that time. We were all stuck in the damn house. So I'm like, what am I going to do? So I watched like I don't know, twelve seasons of of Moonshiners. You know. <laughs> And by by season five, I was, yeah, boy, yeah. And then my youngest would come in, what's going on, Tickle? 
And she's like, could you stop telling me tickle? I'm like, no way, tickle. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with that? (laughs) Dude, I've been watching this show called Horrible Histories, and it's like a UK show where it like just talks about like all the like weird stuff in history that you don't really learn in school. It's done in the aspect of like I guess like one of those like goofy kids like educational shows, but it's meant for adults. So it talks about a lot of like crude, rude stuff. So like I'll be watching that for a while, and then I come at my kids talking in like a like a British accent, but it's like you know like Saxon times British accent or like Stuart's time British accent. She's just like stop, just just stop. <laughs> my youngest does. We do accents all the time, and she just she'll just do. I'm like I have one of my one of my brothers fraternally. He's uh, English, and she's like, oh, it's lovely to see you. You know, how is your fat cat? <laughs> and he go, she's dead. And he goes, well, how she? Then she'll go, you have a fat dead cat. <laughs> you know, and she just uses the accent, daddy. You know, oh, daddy. <laughs> you know, or she'll go, oh my god, Rona, what's going on here? You doing the owl? <laughs> she she did. <laughs> okay, okay. So if you didn't know, uh, I. I do a lot of investigation with Al uh, Santariga, the big ragu. He'll be coming um, on the show in the next few weeks for all the listeners that aren't familiar with Al. Yeah. Also, you know, so throw him a cannoli, a cannoli his way. But we did, we did the Pine Bush UFO Festival. We were the last people to speak. Totally got disrespected because everybody there just kind of packed up, and when he was like, "What up?" You know, when he was, he was seriously steam coming out of him. And and this is the one time I'm like, dude, you could take it. I I, I don't want to, you know. I was talking all day. We had a booth. We were meeting with people, you know, all those Mufon people coming. You know, you really should be part of Mufon because Mufon. I'm like, Mufon hasn't been relevant in decades. Um, I have a lot of friends in Mufon, and there is it, it's it's just changed. They need to rebrand and then they re, reorg. In my opinion, there are some people in there that are still doing the same research, if not greater research. From the beginning, and then there's some people in there you need to let go. Bye bye. I think their bye setup's kind of weird that you have to become like a like a member that subscribes to their page before you can apply to possibly be a researcher. Like if somebody's a good researcher, they're a good researcher. Like the chain of how you become one for them is a little bit weird. I think you should just be able to like send in an application. If they're interested, then they're interested. You shouldn't have to like be subscribing to their stuff for six months before you have the ability to possibly apply. Like it's just, it seems like you might be passing on a lot of good researchers that may not have the extra funds to constantly just be shoveling into everything. And also you're picking up a lot of researchers that may not be the best just because again, they're willing to shovel in all this extra money into it. Well, you know, here's the thing. I don't pay to play and I don't pay for things. <laughs> um, so <laughs> whoever's listening to that, um, I won't pay to investigate a building. I don't care. Well, you know, like whatever they don't, you know, the, it's $50 a person. I'm like, I'm not paying you to go into a haunted house. I'm just not doing that. Like a year ago, this place was abandoned. You had to climb into it now because somebody wants to buy it and monopolize well, on it. I got to pay for it. <laughs> I understand because there are people that are, are monopolizing on the fact that it's haunted and they want it haunted. They don't want you to, I have, I have a really great person. She's great. She's wonderful. She has her own show. I'm not going to mention names, but if they tell, it doesn't matter if they tell her, don't, you know, we, we don't want anybody crossing anybody over. She's big old, mm, you, and she crosses people. In. <laughs> so, 
these people spend a ton of money on, you know, there are spirits that want to be there. Some, some of them will, you know, they'll ask, she'll ask. And some of them will be like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I'm just here. I'd rather be here than anyplace else because they may not know what's, you know, in heaven or whatever. Um, some of them but, may not yeah. even be going to heaven. So they'd rather just stay here instead of figure yeah, out what the, the yeah, lower yeah. area they could go is. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, well, we'll get into that in a second because that's funny. Um, cause that is relative to, to me in a relative way. Um, so we do this UFO fest and he's steaming. So he goes, you gotta talk, Brian, you got it. I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I can tell him he's ready to whack people, <laughs> you know, he's ready to pull out, you know, like the, the, the piano wire or whatever. <laughs> joking right. So if I get up there, I am exhausted. And I get the first guy who's a wise ass, wise ass fucking question. And he's like, um, seeing as how, uh, the, um, there's nothing faster than the speed of light. Uh, how do you pretend to, you know, it, these craft are able to do what they're doing, whatever. And I go, you're wrong. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm wrong. I'm like, there is something faster than the speed of light. He goes, there's nothing faster than the speed of light. I said, yes, there is. It's called thought. And he shut up. Well, you know, and he, start, and he starts going into it. And I said, listen, pal, I didn't bring a blackboard with me, but if we can go through formulas for everybody, it'll be about as exciting as watching paint dry. Okay? And I shut him down in a heartbeat. And then I looked over, you know, and Al's there, and he goes, that was great. You know, <laughs> then we got Al back. I talked for a little bit and then I said, you go up there. This is Al Santariga on guitar. Come on up, you know, whatever. <laughs> and he started talking. But we, m me and my youngest were up there. My oldest wasn't there for whatever reason. We stayed over up in Pine Bush, me, my youngest, and my wife. So we went out to the, <clears throat> excuse me, cup and saucer diner and Al was there. He's getting ready to go home because he's about a half an hour away from home. I'm a little bit more than that, but I was tired. I didn't want to, you know, want to spend one extra day up there. And my youngest daughter goes in, you know, the, the, the gumball machines in the, in the places, mm -hmm. you know, you put a quarter in, whatever. She puts 50 cents in. And she was, how old was she? It's probably about seven, eight years old, right? My, my youngest is a panic. She's an old soul. She's crazy. Oh my God, we're getting thunderstorms right now. Um, either that or the space aliens from Miami are here. So <laughs> she put the mustache on and she turned, you know, you know, and then she turns around and she goes, yo, 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 I'm Al Santarica. And she starts doing, I'm really pissed. And then she goes and says, I'm Brian Bowden and I'm so fucking mad. And I was just like, I have it on video. It is hysterical. <laughs> it's so hysterical. And it, it was just out of control right there with him. But yeah, he's, you know, these are the things we do. This is how we operate. But yeah, I work with Al. Um, and unfortunately, well, unfortunately we, we talk all the time, but I moved to, I moved to Florida because I don't want any of that freaking powder, white powder there. I switched from one powder to the other. I was going to um, say, you got a totally different white powder down in Florida. Yeah, we do. You can go skiing down here. <laughs> You know, you're really tight and you're pouting around and yeah, we could do that. And it'll be so much, you know, um, they do have a lot of that. They have a lot of meth, meth gators, gators on meth. Hey, and speaking it's of that, the you got crocodile down in Florida too. Dude, it it is insane what goes on in this fucking state. It is insane. I mean, the alligators literally climb fences. 
there was an alligator in a tree. I'm like, what? What kind of planet is? It's just the weirdest state. It really is the weirdest state in the planet. I I mean, I thought Ohio has a lot of strange people in it. Oh, I mean, like Ohio is for the creatures. Florida is for the creatures being people. (laughs) No, you know what? There are there are more strange individuals. I have a lot of friends there that are they're wonderful. They're all strange. But per capita, I think Ohio is the concentration of paranormal investigations and and creatures. You know, I mean, they're every group is from. Oh, I'm from Ohio. Oh, I'm from Ohio. I'm like, what the hell's in the water in Ohio? <laughs> What's going on up there? Um, they're turning I mean, the frogs huge. Yeah, I, you know what? It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty. I mean, but down here, you just got some strange people. It's stranger than strange. I can't explain it. That whole Florida man thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a reason why they said GTA in Florida. GTA 6 in Florida. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just bizarre. Um, but, you know, being down here, I mean, we haven't talked in a, in a while, you know, just doing some research, trying to write a little bit, trying to hook up. Um, there's another great investigator, actually. If you, I don't know if you come on. We talk about it, but his name is uh, Stevie Strings. He's a Bigfoot researcher and investigator. He's um, uh, he's known as the Creature Man. He does movies. Hell of a guitar player, musician, off the chart. Um, and he's got some stuff uh, like Class A sites and stuff. And um, I'm going to be joining him in a couple of weeks, and we're going to go to uh, go see the uh, big guy, and hopefully catch him on um, you know somehow. DNA. We've got people that deal with DNA on the team, and I'm just be I'm just helpful, you know, thankful to be part of it. You know, it's it's insane what's going on. There's some really good sightings, and not not too far from where I'm in. I'm in the Palm Beach County area, just north. We had um, there was a dogman sighting. I never, you know, coming down to this area, never really heard of dogman being in Florida. You know the, the the werewolf, the lichen, or whatever it is. And there was one woman. She's out back, and she videotaped it. And it went. I think it was Fort Pierce. And it went from one tree to the next tree, like super fast. The video was super duper fast. Um, and actually, my spider utility just came on um, for calibrating my monitor. <laughs> but um, so I don't want to really deal with Dogman at, at this point. But I definitely want to go into the Bigfoot realm. And I'm looking forward to doing a lot of that stuff. But recently, there has been UFO activity off the chart in the state. I don't know what the hell it is. It's a little bit of everywhere up spiking. I mean, obviously, every individual state, you're going to see each individual case, but it's up spiking everywhere. And you have these 10-footers that keep popping up everywhere. Like Whether it's government-controlled op and they're trying to move towards something... Or it's actual extraterrestrials. Like, something weird's going on with it, man. I looked at the Vegas one. That was, like, you know, the, the Vegas one was the big one recently. And there's, there's two different Vegas ones, right? So you got the UFO that, that was hovering in the clouds above the strip, which was an incredible catch. Whoever caught that. Then you see all these different videos, these guys coming out of the club. What the hell are you talking about? Security. And they go walk up and they're like, holy shit. That's, you know, 
it's a, I think one of one of the videos came out of like a gentleman's club off the strip. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe they got extra singles on the craft. <laughs> Come on, guys, let's go. <laughs> Wouldn't that a perfect way to form hybrids than to actually go to a strip club and get to see the female exactly. anatomy? Pull the money. <laughs> Pull the money. Let's go. 50 drachma if you take your top off. <laughs> <laughs> Let me probe you. 200. <laughs> yeah. Are those real? We'll find out later. Um, <laughs> but then you get the family that, that and, and what's interesting is they have that craft come in and then they report the 10 foot aliens in their backyard and there's video. And actually, if, I don't know if you've seen the, have you seen the video? I mean, have you stu- looked at it or studied it or? Yeah, I've, I've skimmed through it a few times. Like are you talking about the background, like body or the backyard body cam footage, the backyard. I don't know. Someone's standing outside the gate and you can see what looks like a big ass eye on the ground and like something moving. Like they're trying to come in, but they're afraid to come in. There's something hiding behind the gate there. You can see the eye. And then in the background, it, there's a, I don't know what's there, but you can definitely see a, an extremely large being that's there. It's really large. And it's in shadow for the most part. I don't think it was fully, um, I don't, I think it was just a shadow based being extraterrestrial. That's what I was going to say is that that would actually kind of fit the Florida thing because, again, I haven't seen too much crazy footage as far as it goes. It seems like it's kind of up in the air as far as footage goes. But there's been a few people that are talking about these things being like 10 foot, but they look like shadows and they were like amorphous shadows that would kind of like move as the shadow like. Oh, you you like theories and I'm going to get into that and, and, you know, whatever. But I don't mean, you know, so the first the first craft, and I'll share it to you, and I don't know what is um, going to be um, seen or heard by everybody. Um, you know, uh, where is this? Okay, so if you want, you don't have to, I'll, I'll walk you through it, you know. So I'm going to share that. Can't. Let's see if you can see it. I think you probably can. Yeah, it's there popping up. Go. Okay, let's see if it's if it comes up. Can you hear any audio at this point? Yeah, I can hear audio. I don't know what the heck that okay. is. Okay. So this goes on a little bit too long, but this is the major part of, of it. And that blue, these double blue flashing lights are an artifact from iPhone. Okay. But you see this little dot that's coming closer to. Sorry about that. A little bit too loud. The audio. There's a. There was a couple of dots that were coming in, and you had a triangle craft, right? So what you had was a lead craft, two two on the left to right on a delta pattern. And originally, it was so such a good red that I thought it was the like a drone red. Right. And now I'm trying to find it. So we're not going to find it, but I'm going to stop sharing that right now. And I'm going to shut this down because it's going to take up and you're going to eat up way too much sound on this. So what happened was we come out, we're at the light, we're at a light. No one's there. It's like Sunday, seven, something at seven eleven at night. And I look out the window about 30 degrees up and I see this red light and these two other lights kind of, you know, flying. 
And I thought, well, the movement was so, it wasn't consistent with like a plane movement. It was weird. It was more consistent with a drone. I've seen drones before, tons of them. I've seen some really crazy looking drones that look like extraterrestrial craft. And the lead goes and I'm like, drone? Those must be drones. My daughter has no idea what I'm doing. And then the one on the right side in the back elongates and breaks into two. And I'm like, that's not a fucking drone. And I'm fumbling around my goddamn pocket and I'm popping out my phone and I'm trying to videotape and I wanted just to stop at the light and get out. And But then cars came behind me, right? So she, my daughter's like, what are you doing? What's wrong, dad? And I'm like, just start filming out the window, you know? Where are you? You're my shotgun, you know? She's only 12. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to kill her at this point. Um, yeah, you know, so... She see, I'm like, those are, the, those are UFOs. That's a UFO. And then I see those two. And then I see another set of, of two or th- uh, three of them in the background coming as, as well. And it's traveling from south, north. There's no other traffic in the sky. Not a freaking plane, not a helicopter. We usually have helicopters around here a lot. Um, and we have a little mi- mini airport. Um, nothing. And this thing was just fluid. And I'm... I couldn't even calculate the speed, but I left the light. I went to the left and I'm trying to look to see if there's any more. I pulled in immediately, did a U-turn and I'm looking, they're gone. And this is where my, my, my youngest is so much smarter than, you know, her age. She goes, maybe they went into one of those windows, dad. She's talking about a portal. That's what I was about to say. Talking about a portal. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry for coughing on the mic. I should mute it. Like, so I'm like, yeah, and I'm listening to her. I said, listen, we're gonna we're gonna go on the highway, and we're gonna go north a little bit. You sure? Yeah. I said, no, no, no. Just before the highway, there's another there's a road. It's a the side road, and it's dark. It doesn't have the street lamps on it. And I'm like, we're going down it, but you can see a vastness of the sky, which is where these crafts should be. They're all long gone. Either they disappeared, or they were just hauling ass after that. So she was like, this is cool. And she fist bumped. This is my first UFO. Woo. You know, we fist bumped. <laughs> um, this is a kid that gets scared a little bit at night and she'll still come downstairs, which is fine. Um, so I was like, holy crap, this is this is incredible because it's a fleet. It's not one. It's seven craft. And one of them elongated and broke off into a craft. Out of this world, great. I mean, a really great sighting. It would have been better to see it maybe a little bit more light and have a, you know, I wish I had my psionics on um, camera on me, which is more night vision based, which you could really get the details um, or one of those Samsung S 23s or whatever the hell they are that, you know, they, they, they can shoot in pitch black. I mean, you're going to get, when you see those moon photos, like, like, wow, that's a great Horace moon. And you try to take it between an iPhone and a Samsung, Samsung's going to give you back the exact image you're seeing iPhone's going to give you like static. Yeah, you're going to get like a white circle. <laughs> yeah, you always get that little blue dot someplace. Where, that's why you were seeing it in this video um, over here. And these are on YouTube, by the way. Um, just so you know, they I have my channel. It's called Sir Brian Bowden. Um, and I put a bunch of, of YouTube uh, videos up. So 
Fast forward a couple of weeks, it's the 29th, and my daughter, you know, these kids are off from school. And it's like they think you're a cruise director. Like, what are we doing next? <laughs> um, I, 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 I have know. a day full of activities planned for you, and I have yeah. them planned every single day for you. <laughs> we have bingo on the Lolito uh, deck, and then uh, we'll be doing charades on the lower deck by the, the auditorium. I mean, what do you want from me? You know, <laughs> you're a kid. You're supposed to entertain yourself. <laughs> and then I said, maybe I'll take him to Imagination Land. Then I sent somebody, one of my friends, the Imagination Land episode of South Park, and like, yeah, that would be great. Um, <laughs> trust me, go see it. Uh, especially when Butters says, "You gotta rape us." <laughs> but no, we're going to Imagination. You know, it's freaking out of, out of control. I don't know how those guys do it, but God bless them. Um, so she has her friends over, and when they're over, I go out, you know, I don't watch TV anymore. I have no desire to watch TV or movies. I just, I'm not into it. There's too many other things going on in this world. Um, I do do remote viewing sessions. I am a remote viewer, besides an investigator of mysterious beasts and, and mysteries around the world. Um, so I've been doing a lot of remote viewing work. I've done readings. I do readings for people, um, a lot of which I help people, no charge. And then there are the charge, you know, I, I do charge people for, for readings based on an hourly thing. But but I've been trying to do this, try to figure out where the hell we're going in this, because this world's nuts. I don't know if, I don't know what it's like by you or, you know, or for you. This place is crazy right now. Yeah. You know, this whole planet. I mean, as we speak right now, I just heard North Korea is shooting missiles into Ukraine. <laughs> okay. What the hell's going on? World War Three starting, man, <laughs> and it's eventually going to turn into Project Bluebeam. Like I was talking about this on the show last night, that you know you gotta completely destroy everything in order to have it rebuild. So it's like you have everybody splitting up, where everybody has conflicting views. You got the stuff going on in the Middle East. You got the stuff going on with Ukraine and Russia, to a point where everybody is so divided and everything shattered that everybody is begging for a reason to unite and then you start having this little disclosure alien thing trickle out so that people have something to kind of feed onto. So I think the whole idea is that they're trying to shatter everybody so nobody gets along with each other so that everybody is begging to be pulled together and then they're going to throw the Project Bluebeam thing in where everybody's going to unite for their taking out the aliens, quote unquote. Well, Project Bluebeam is a lot more nefarious than what you're, you're describing. It's not like, you know, everybody gets their tunics on and we sing We Are the World. It isn't like that. It's... Project Bluebeam is, I mean, meant to depopulate a lot of the planet and then create a false impression of uh, Armageddon. It's the push in the one world order concept. They got to yeah, knock down the population in order to get to a point yeah. where they can control everybody to begin with. 100%. And there's a lot of crazy stuff that they're going to, you know, do these holograms that are so real. You would swear it was a UFO. And they're going to start bombing and killing people with other means and people. And then, then this, I guess in the, in the project blue beam, there's supposed to be this one spirit that descends. That's the savior. And we all join hand in hands in that one world religion. So a giant hologram face of Elon Musk. <laughs> Pretty much. Get your neural links, everybody. We'll be safe on yeah. the other virtual side. <laughs> I don't care if you don't advertise with me, you, you don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> he's a strange fucking guy. Okay. Yes, just to just to put it put extra, a little we're bit talking about UFOs right now, but that guy, that guy's strange. It's it's wow. 
That guy's really, really weird. Um, everybody like, oh, Elon Musk, you know, uh, I don't know about him. I mean, he, he kind of, if you've ever seen the movie, uh, Omen. Yeah. The Omen. Okay. He, I've said this a million times that I think that if there's anybody who's a political figure right now, who's going to end up being quote, the antichrist, no matter which biblical or viewpoint you put that in, it's going to be Elon Musk. He's on, he's on the top five list in my opinion. I mean, who else could tell people they could openly talk about? Oh, let's, we have a neural link. It'll connect into your brain. It'll do this. It'll do that. Like if Bill Gates came out and said that, everybody'd be like, "Get the fuck away from me!" But Elon Musk has this way about people where he tries to be like relatable. Like after the whole like pot smoking thing on Joe Rogan, everybody like likes him because he's quote relatable. You know? Yeah, no, no, no. It's just <laughs> he's just there's something that I just don't trust about that guy. Um, he's bizarre. Um, but, uh, first African American owned business. He's from <laughs> Africa, by the way. Yeah. He's from South Africa. Yeah. No, but he's still uh, an African, it's an African owned, bu- you know, African American owned business. I mean, in the literal sense. Yes. 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 Everybody yes. forgets, uh, South Africa is all white people because of English, uh, settlements. Yeah, it was, it was. And, uh, and <laughs> whatever, I'm not going to get political on that one, but it's some funny stuff about that. Um, not that anything like, like segregation is funny, but these are the people now bringing charges against, uh, another country in the middle East about genocide. And I'm like, South Africa is telling them what's right and wrong. <laughs> it's like, I work for the UN when they, they put China on the human rights committee. It was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Why don't you make Michael Jackson head of daycare? I mean, <laughs> Wasn't it normal practice in your government to take anybody who didn't agree with you and take their organs, sell their organs, and then the rest of what was left, you would do these like traveling uh, body circus fucking things where they would have like the displays of all the bodies and nobody realized how that was actually happening. Like they have so, so much stuff that was just out in the out, out in the front that just like people just still haven't fully picked up on like the what they're actually doing and like how these body exhibits were actually functioning. It's it, the concept of it is just, you know, during a couple of years ago, I mean, they, 250 million people were burned, burned. They, the guys in the in international space station, saw the fire, the same, if you took it and you measured the distance and the width of these pits that they were on fire and you correlated based on, on, on Chinese phys- physics, you know, physique and measurements, and you knew that 200, over 250 million people's cell phone numbers just stopped working, they disappeared. That's what they did. They just started killing people. It's, it's insanity what's going on. But um, this is why I think more so, like, why are the UFOs coming to this planet when they should be driving by and locking the doors? Yeah. Come on. Look them up. We're going past Earth right now. Look them up. Unless there's some kind of interest in Earth to begin with where, like, they know how crazy Earth is getting and they have an interest in specific individuals on Earth because they don't want that entire gene to die off. I think we, to to extraterrestrials, we are a gigantic UFC uh, universe fight club. (laughs) You know, it's like, tonight on Fight Club, uh, Putin versus, you know, whatever, like, Oh, this is going to be a good one. We got a guy that looks like Joe Rogan there or whatever, a clone. Um, 
But uh, I mean, honestly, know, it's, it's like probably the equivalent of us watching uh, ch- like cockfights because we're just a bunch of chickens running around with our heads cut off, anyways. Yeah, for the most part, unless you have a cock in the fight, and then it's you know, <laughs> then it turns into a whole other type of competition. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Al was bigger on cockfighting. Um, no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> not the kind you think. <laughs> yeah, not that kind either. Um, yeah, you know, I'm like I'm not into that. I'll go away. Um, but there's so, so they have this guy come down in the blue beam, and then we all like one world government, which is basically a new world order. And there's a lot of satanic activity involved in prayers, and then they bring you into that, and then eventually you, you know, uh, whatever. But you die or get killed or put in camps. Um, that's basically what Project Blue Beam is, and not you know, in a nutshell. Um, I don't think Project Blue Beam would work because too many people are waiting for it. Or they're expecting it. I mean, everything you show these days, like, look, uh, that's a Bigfoot in a tree reading a book. You get a circle there. And even if you had a Bigfoot in a tree, oh, that's Photoshop. That's AI. That's AI. You know, I'm not even here. I'm AI. <laughs> you know, that's not Brian. It's AI. You know, well, I mean, even if you water. completely projected the plan onto people, I still think that they would still be able to viably pass it off. Because, I mean, you got all this stuff with, like, Yuri Bezmenov, for example, where this guy was just outright talking about stuff to the public, and everybody just skimmed over it because when there's actually something happening in front of people, they're not paying attention to stuff people have said in the past. They're concerned with what's happening in front of them. So I think you could portray as much Project Bluebeam stuff as you want, but when they actually start kicking it into action, like, people are going to be too focused on that, and they're going to forget about all the background stuff that led up to it to begin with. Yeah, I mean... I mean, not to mention the majority of people don't even believe in aliens anyway. So it's like they're not paying attention to alien news. They're like, yeah, whatever. People don't care because this this is how you, you see. This is where it, everything has gone awry. Um, when you're living a good life and your vacation and your prosper, you know, like what everything's good and you have an event, boom, you know, big world event. And then you pay attention like, oh, my God, what's going on when every day of your life you're being hammered somehow. You know, it was that 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 virus thing, and then it was the jab thing, and then it was uh, a war with Ukraine. Then it's this, then it's that. Uh, there's no money. People have to work, you know, ten, you know, four times the hours to get one time of the pay. You know, I mean, it's just people don't care anymore. You know, and people are waking up to the BS of of mainstream media and the BS of the news media and the political agendas. And what they've done is they put people, they've divided everybody into, into individual camps. People that are like, we want our freedom, F you, we're not going to do it. To the other people like, you know, calling up and ratting you out that you had, you know, three people over at your house for Christmas. You know, it's it's a crazy world. So, you know, bring on the uh, Project Bluebeam and be like, yeah, whatever, you know. Oh, really? Okay, great. Extraterrestrials? Yeah, let them come down here. They want this crap? Go ahead. You could take my mortgage. Go. <laughs> See you later. You know, people. I don't think people are as excited about it. Um, but after, you know, and, and that's why I don't think Project Bloom is going to 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 fester. Um, but after that UFO that I had um, on the December 10th, on the 29th, my daughter and her friends were here once, you know, and I was telling you guys, and I go outside and lo and behold, 
which is pretty interesting. Um, my daughter is, you know, I'm getting up to go back into the, into my house and this is what I get. It's about 1030 at night. That fucking unusual right now. Yep. That is. So this craft is coming from the West and heading South. It's red. Another one. Some points are elongated and spiky. Um, so I kept Jordan. Jordan. Now I'm, I'm calling my kid out. <laughs> We're gonna hear her. Cause she asked about this. I want to see it again. No a UFO. <gasps> it's back. <laughs> it's back. The thing we saw. Close the door behind you. Whoever's out. And that's the boss giving orders to everybody. Daddy. Oh lord, back. that's great. What is it? That's a UFO. Yep. Yeah, that's a UFO. So yes. I'm keyed in on this. I'm zooming in as much as I can without losing the focus. And that blur, that extra brightness, it's changing its shape. It's it's literally if you if you went to screen after screen after screen, you would see it physically changing its physical appearance. It was incredible. And it's going, it's I would probably say it was no more than no more than 200 feet in the air. Okay, so it was low. South now. And then it's just going to go and it disappears. It fades into literally nothing. It fades into nothing. Kind of like most of my relationships. <laughs> um, <laughs> only joking, folks. Um, which I thought was pretty interesting. I mean, it's it's one thing if people that listen to this stuff and you know the odds on these things and I don't want to do calculations and stuff. Nine out of ten times, I would say, I would say ninety out of a ninety-five out of a hundred times you go out in the woods, nothing's going to happen. When we go out to investigate, when I go out to investigate, I could have report after report after report. And I could be there within 24 hours. And, you know, great odds, not a thing. You get nothing. You don't get the, the, the meter spikes on the EMF or the tri-field meter. You don't get any of that stuff. And that one time was worth every one of those 98 that you went out, you know. I mean, it was it's just incredible. But the odds of it happening are so slim. UFO week or two later, UFO and a better version of it. I mean, I'm blown away by it. So then fast forward, I think you did it. You said you were talking about it or we were talking about it beforehand or whatever. We get to the Miami UFO mall, the, the Miami Bayside mall, eight to 10 foot aliens that are being reported on January 1st. So just for this part of it, at least, for any of the listeners that may not be familiar with it, because it's kind of a lot of up in the air, I haven't fully covered it on the show. Like, as far as the information you know, if you want to just, like, pretend like people have never even heard about it and just completely give them as much as you know about it. So it's it's January 1st. I forgot what time it, it, of, you know, at night it is. It's not, like, super late. There's, rep, there's some people are, are calling, I guess, 911 from the mall and, and outside the, you know, inside the mall about there's like 50 kids there with sticks 
and fireworks and they're shooting at people and they're harassing people. But there are also other calls coming in. There are numerous calls, like I, I couple of dozen calls coming in saying there are eight to 10 foot aliens in the mall. They're chasing us. One of them's, you know, they're trying to eat us or kill us. You know, we need help. And this is, this is like, you know, probably about 36 people. And I, I would almost gather 36 people um, are reporting this to 911. So this is taking place in Miami at the Bayside mall. Okay. This is where it's all taking place. Just out of street. weird question out of curiosity, is this like an outdoor yeah. mall or is it like an indoor mall? Just to kind of give people like a visual. It's, it's a combination of the, the way they do things down in Florida. There's like, like indoors and outdoor malls where the stores are like a chain. So it's almost like a, like a strip mall, but like the actual walking area of the mall is like technically outside. Is that- areas you could walk outside in the shops and then there's some on the inside of it. Gotcha. Okay. Just to kind of give people like a visual of it. So we have like a place called Partridge Creek by us. And it's kind of the same thing. Like the stores you walk into and it's an actual building, but the main center area where you'd like walk around the mall is like open and out. So outdoors. They have like, um, down here, there's a place called Sawgrass Mills and there's, um, there's a huge indoor section where you, you get in and you can either go right or left. It's like, choose wisely. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you, because there's like, they don't just reconnect or they do reconnect at the end, whatever. So there's a whole bunch of stores one way and a whole bunch of stores the other way. But outside there, there's like these other stores that are there. It, it's, it's a weird, it's a tropical climate or subtropical climate. So we can do things that most, you know, people north of a certain parallel can't, you know, you can have, you know, it's kind of weird to have seen palm trees every day, uh, especially being born and raised in, in, you know, New York, you know, it's like oh, palm tree. Even when it rains down here, everything looks good. I say it's okay. still hot even when it's raining. Up the- I've been to Florida once and I just remember it being like this buildup where it rained around the same time every day and it just starts getting humid and more humid and more humid and more humid. And then it rains during the summer. Yep. And then all of a sudden it's comfortable for a couple hours and then the humidity builds back up. <laughs> it's, there are times when in the summer, when you get to like May, June, July, August, September, I mean, we went up to almost November that way. Um, it's brutal on the humidity. Brutal, like ninety nine percent humidity. I mean, like you walk out, and you're like, up, oh, need a new shirt. You know, <laughs> you can just take a cup and just swing it through the air and fill up a yeah. cup of water. <laughs> it's literally like that. It's just brutal. And then, like, like I'll go in the swimming pool, and I'm like, you walk in the swimming pools, they're not heated. It's heated naturally. There's no heating element in there. And I swear to God, it's like walking into hot cocoa. <laughs> like where the marshmallows. It's like, it is so not refreshing. It's beyond belief. You know, um, it's, it's, it's insane. So where this mall is, um, you know, it's called the uh, Miami Bayside Mall. Um, Mr. Balding wasn't there, nor was Screech. Zach or the kids. <laughs> um, they weren't there at all. And um, so... The response by the police department was, I think, 60 patrol cars. That's a lot of police. Especially for just some kids launching off fireworks or whatever in a mall? Let's give you an example. There were more police at this mall than they are at most active shooters. Mm -hmm. And that were at January 6th. 
Well, I mean, half the cops there weren't badged, but you know, that's that's a whole other thing that, for a whole another well, day. No, no, I'm just telling you. Yeah, I know that's a wholly different show. We'll come back <laughs> with that one. Um, so, so this is their response, okay? And here's what happens. I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out if it was around. It was at the same time or just prior to it. Someone posts on Twitter. Miami airport, no no planes coming in or out. It's dead airspace. They shut down my Miami International. No planes coming in or out. No one flying over the city. People are reported black helicopters flying over the mall area. Okay? And on top of that, as the police were, were coming in and arriving or just before... They shut the power to over 61,000 homes. But they said that it was because of kids with sticks and, and fireworks. And out of all those kids, they only arrested four people, four kids. Yeah, it seems like a lot of weird stuff not adding up, like they're trying to cover something up. Well, I don't, I don't you know. I don't understand the response. I grew up in New York City. We had something called the uh, Iron Shield or not the Iron Cheek, but the Iron Shield. And when you worked in Manhattan, I worked in Times Square uh, for a bank, a big bank, an investment bank. You go downstairs, smoke a cigarette, and you, you know, all the tourists are in Times Square. Everybody's like, you know, looking around, walking, and like, you know, and you're trying to get from point A to point B to get your lunch. You like move the F out of the way. Move out of the way, Hans. So they, they would roll up with like 20 cop cars. You know, all the the, the, the sirens going. And they pull up in a, in a row. Like, like they were a biker gang. And then the motorcycle cops would put up. Then they'd have the, the, the police on horseback would come in. And then the canine unit would come in. So I called it the dog and pony show because that's what it was. Literally. And everybody's like, what's going on here? I'm like, you know, oh, the cops must have gotten fresh jellies, Duncan. Um they were just, it's a show of force in the event of some kind of like, you know, activity. It's a joke. It's it, basically, it's a joke. No offense to law enforcement, but they're not going to do anything there. But these people show up. So this, if there's two, two officers to a, to a police car, which I think there is down there, you're looking at 120 police officers. They surround them all. They go in the mall. Um, they shut down the power. And from there, People are are still, you know, the the reports coming from the mall is that there are eight to ten foot uh, aliens or giants, and they're glitchy and they're running after people. So they're glitchy. That, I, I haven't mean. heard that detail. Glitchy, very important. Actually, it's a very important. Gl- uh, the glitchiness is is super important. Um, who speaks of? When I see your glitch, I just think of a sugar rush and, you know, have some candy, you know, King Candy from the, uh, the, the cartoon record Ralph. Sorry about mm-hmm. that. Record Ralph. Um, That's what I was thinking. Or some like black mirror type stuff, like literal, like computer simulation, like glitch. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, everybody talks about the matrix, right? Like, you know, we're living in a matrix. <laughs> like, okay. All right. We're living in a matrix. Thanks a lot. Neo. Okay. Can you go get me my burger, Neo? You know, like we're not living in the Matrix. You're working at BurgerFi. Um, and so that's where it is. That's where it ends. Even the pre- the former president is tweeting, 
what the hell's going on in Miami? Are we ever going to find out what's going on in Miami? There's no no official response for days, and then there's a lot of a lot of stuff coming out. So you, as an investigator, you go out there, and I'm not that far from. I'm about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour from Miami. I have, I have people in, in Miami that I know. Start contacting them. They go, I haven't heard anything yet, but I'll, I'll go take a look. So they're looking. Nothing's coming out about this. Nothing. And the report on the news is it's those kids wilding or whatever. And I'm like, this is bullshit. No. Um, then slowly, people start reporting it on the TikTok, right? TikTok, you know, has some people. There's a, what's her name? Well, I, 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 I started taking, and the only thing that was coming out was videos of the outside with the police coming there. That's what I was going to say. The main videos that I saw first yeah. when everything happened were like an aerial view of all the police cars riding up together. Someone, yeah. Someone in an apartment building, you know, so people trying to pick people up at the, at the mall, blocked off because of whatever. And they're videotaping all the cops. Very important video, by the way. That's another very important video. This is where it gets great. Then you got people on, on a high rise and they're kind of doing the pan and there you can see the cops and everything. And, and the, the, in that video, I spent my time, of course, searching for other stuff through other social media, you know, outlets, nothing was coming out. And then some people were doing their own little videos and Colette or whatever her name or whatever, Auntie Colette. I don't know. Um, and she started talking about different things, but then I'm not just looking at videos. I'm looking at the comments in the videos, who's coming at the videos. Right. And I see in one of the videos and I'm looking at it and I'm looking at a small screen and I'm like, what the hell is that walking in front of the, the mall? It was ginormous. And if you, if, if you see this and I'm going to, I'm going to show a video to you and I don't, I don't know who else can see it, but, um, there's a point where in front of the mall, there's cop cars facing uh, to the right, you know, lined up. And this entity is walking in front of the mall and just casually walking from left to the right. This thing is extremely large. If you look at the, the creature in relationship to the staircase, to the, um, the police cars, to the police officers that are walking in the street and in relationship to the distance that you're filming at, it has to be a significantly large something to register. Okay. It's not a flashlight. It's looks fairly solid. It looks like it's absorbing the light. Like the light goes into it and it becomes part of it. If you, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I'm trying to like yeah. try to kind of think of a relation to it, like almost like a visual means of it. it would almost be like kind of like a, like shadow person-y almost like visually. Well, yeah, but what happens is it's like it kind of absorbs. It becomes like mnemonic. It absorbs the stuff that's around it, and it doesn't reflect the light. Or it's weird. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it while we. It's there's I don't think there's any audio on it, um, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I think it's. You may have seen this already from other people. Um, other people may have, have shared it with you. But let me go back to the beginning. And you'll see right there in, in front, um, 
right by those stairs. I, I'll I'll zoom in on the video and I'll highlight the area. That thing is massive. If you just pause it for a second and you oh, let it roll because it's it's slower. That thing is super tall in comparison to that police car. I mean, it looks like it's like tw- at least twice the height of the police car. I yeah, I mean, so you're talking about something that could very well be eight to ten feet tall and was dark or it could be glitchy. So I, I just ran a couple of these. Um, and I saw this a lot, you know, long for everybody else. And I posted these videos out and, you know, it is, it is what it is. You know, I'm not, there's at least 10 cop cars sitting there, which means that there's probably at least 20 officers with eyes on this thing. Yeah, but they don't do anything. They don't even have the guns drawn. They have nothing. Although at the same... When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Time though, it's like you know, are you going to be the first officer to test out to see if uh, bullets work on a on some type of weird being? I, like, I, no. I'm not going to be that one that tests that theory out. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna, <laughs> hell with that. I'm not testing that out. So I'm going to stop that. I'm going to stop sharing. So here's the thing: what if the cops didn't even see it? Like it can only be picked up through certain types of lenses. Well, what if if this is walking in the street normally, cops are literally standing by it because there's one scene where police officers are walking in that area and they don't even pay attention to it. It's there and they don't see it. Maybe they're focused on something else. So they're going to like the mall to kind of check out what the hell's going on there and they're bypassing it. And this thing is just walking right in this, you know, in that area. But they're... It's interesting that the light that's around there, these creatures have a certain purpley hue to it. it. Seems to be picking up the hue and it kind of filling in the space. Kind of like if you if you ever used a laser and you put a laser beam out, you can't see it. Some of them you can't see. Like a green laser, you can see you know, you can see the beam or a red laser is it or no UV laser. So have UV lasers. And if you put the UV laser out, you won't see it because it's ultraviolet. But if you blow some smoke into it, the beam lights up because the smoke starts reflecting and refracting from the light in the shape of the beam where the beam is. Yeah, it needs something to bounce off of. Exactly. So after this happens, right? So you still, you know, I'm still looking for people. I don't get any play on people that I know there. I'm ready to go down to to Miami and, you know, uh, get the yay-ho. 
<laughs> I had to say that. Okay, get the yeho. Um, and uh, guy comes out and says, talks about eyewitness. He says, him and his girl were at Foot Locker, and people. He he heard people. He saw people running in a direction, and then he heard. You know, he heard something that sounded like gunshots. So he gets his girl, you know, they got to get out of there. And as he's coming out, he sees that there's a, people away from him are running. And he says, there's this really tall thing about eight to 10 feet tall. And it's running after him, glitching. It's going, you know, kind of like flickering. And it's gray. And then it blanks out. And then the next minute when it reappears, it's closer to the crowd. So it's running. There's a hand. It blanks out, and then it comes up over here. Right? That's your worst horror film nightmare, right? Oh, thank God he's gone. And you turn around. Oh, you know he's right there on your neck. That's what's happening. That's his report. A couple of days later, he recants his report. No, no, I was just trolling. I was just trolling. The guy wasn't trolling. The guy was threatened. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Same with all those cops. There has to be a reason why not one of those cops have said anything about what was happening there. Well, it, it gets interesting because one of the people that you know does the TikTok videos and, and is out there, his father is one of the police officers. And, he, and he's doing a video. He's like, my dad tells me everything. You know, I know all these, these different things that are going on. He's running for sheriff. So let me call him. And he calls him and, and there's a camera away. So his dad doesn't see the camera. He's trying to get this thing um, to, you know, dad, like, what's dad? What the hell's going on down there? And you were down there, Miami. What happened? And his dad, I can't talk about that. And he's like, what do you mean you can't talk about that? You were right there. I mean, and he goes, no, I can't talk about that. And he keeps pressing. He goes, well, what part of what I just said you're not understanding? Somebody shut him up. Mm-hmm. So... That's the thing that sucks is that the farther we get away from this stuff, the harder it's going to be to dig anything up because a lot of people, yep. when they do this kind of research, they kind of sit back and wait for everything to collect. But when it comes to all of this extraterrestrial cover-up, like weird phenomenon stuff, the longer you let it get from it, the more stuff gets covered up, the more stuff gets construed, and then the more you're never going to get anything, like the Las Vegas stuff. As much as we have now is as much as we're going to get, and I guarantee you half of it is already – was. More than half of it was covered up. They only let out what they're okay with so that people, because you can't deny if something weird happened there, but you have to have some type of backstory without giving out too much information, you know? Like, right. So, so, you know, and then that's the problem of it, you know, getting down to Miami and, you know, and, and trying to interview people. You got to vet people. You got to know that people were actually there. You want a third party that knows them somehow, that, you know, whatever. So I'm, I'm in the process of still doing that. I, I got some people lined up. But right now, they, they're afraid to talk. They want to talk, but they're afraid to do it because they've been threatened. Little random side note I just want to throw in there. might be a good idea, considering it was a mall. If you needed physical proof that somebody was there, people might have receipts with exact time, time stamps and date stamps. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that might be or, a good way or, to like verify how people. About the video cameras in the mall? Which you're never going to find any footage from, ever. It's never going to yeah, pop all- up. By the way, they were all corrupted, according to the police. <laughs> Bro, I'm kind of curious 
what like might be on numbers. the dark web about this right now, like floating around on some channels that haven't been scrubbed yet. Cause I guarantee you there's a lot more stuff uploaded and it was completely oh. scrubbed because there was the whole aspect of them trying to shut down TikTok, and now they're using it for their benefit. So it's like TikTok was already scrubbed and what was left on there was what they wanted you to see. So like if anybody yeah, wants to find any real yeah. footage, the only place you might be able to find it now is maybe like somewhere deep on the dark web. Yeah, there's there's a couple of dark websites and the chans and the boards and the blue board, you know, that from bulletin boards that people, you know, are this is what they do. They find stuff that you should not have. Usually, you know, a couple of hackers that have hacked stuff like, dude, what do I do with this files? You know, challenge, whatever it is. So that guy, you know, his story's there, and then he kind of recants, and then some other guy comes in who's a graffiti artist. And he said, yo, I was down in Miami and for some kind of expo, graffiti expo, I was hanging out with my boys over at the mall. And if you've ever been into a mall, you know, there's different levels. So if there's two levels at the mall and you're up top, you can see pretty far and you can, you know, it's not like you're too far a distance where you can't hear conversations, right? So he says, I'm standing there a little bit like to the, to the, to the right, but up higher looking down at these group of kids and they have something that looks like a DVD player, like a DVD player with lights and stuff. And they turn it on and they're like, no, you turn it on. No, no, you turn it on. So they turn it on and it starts, it starts to hum and vibrate and, and starts to spark the lights around it start, you know, kind of like um, getting drained and putting back on almost like an electric chair type of thing. You know, like you get in Frankenstein's lab and he's like, well, there's some kids that were just behind him that came forward. They were trying to see what was going on. Some other kids came forward and then the thing opened up into like, look like a window or a portal and it was solid around it and it was humming and it was, you know, lots of energy coming off of it, like led lighting. And he goes, then I saw, we saw this, really big foot come out that was all black then an arm came out like right up right above it and then this figure came out and by that time people just jetted they started jetting so he's what he's describing is whatever this device was opened a portal and they came in so do you think it was something that they had on the other side or you think it was like something that someone somewhere somehow put there and gave these things access to be there or on the other side of it, you get into the whole psyop aspect that maybe they were getting generated from somewhere. Well, there's the, you know, there's a couple people like uh, the video on the outside of the malls debunked. That was a projector. It wasn't a projector. There's no projector. You know, it just wasn't not a projector. Um, and you know, uh, that device and the fact that these things were glitchy is telling me that maybe these creatures weren't actually physically there. Maybe they were in a different dimension. And you are more and so were, just seeing like an overlay of them and they weren't actually like maybe physically right. chasing these groups of people, but rather like it was a projection from something they were doing like on the other side. I'll give you an example. So back in the day, and you can do this with radio stations too, by the way, not the digital stuff, you know, that, that slips to the next strongest signal. You use a dial that you can tune in. If you wanted to watch channel two 
and you can go to channel two. And then if you played around with the outer dial on a TV set, you can kind of fine tune that station. But in the process, there may be another station that's less powered, but the filter, you know, but the imaging and stuff is coming in a double layering over your, your show when you're watching TV. You're pulling in two different signals. So we're here physically in this dimension. This realm, this is in another dimension or realm. And it, something is preventing it from fully manifesting and coming in, but it can come in. See, that kind of makes you wonder if these things were theoretically physical, like in the aspect of, I mean, if anybody did get hurt, you wouldn't have heard anything about it because that would have been like the first thing they covered up. But it makes you wonder if they were like half existing within two realities at this point, if they would have actually been able to like make physical contact to theoretically like hurt or quote, eat somebody. There are some people that said that there was somebody, I forgot who it was. I just saw it recently, literally just because before coming on the show. Um, listening to his testimonial. And he said that this thing is real. We watched it. This thing ran up and ate a child. It went, grabbed the child and and, then disappeared. So when he says he ate a child, did he mean he literally like, did you describe it as like he put the kid in his mouth or he like snatched the kid um, and they just disappeared? I think he put it like, you know, put his, Mouth around this kid, grabbed the and the kid disappeared. Hmm. And you know, people shooting in the mall. I know, I know the state of Florida looks like a, a handgun, um, and we do have a lot of them down here. But there, there are a lot of you know, a lot of the gun owners here don't just take it, you know, not seriously. People shooting is fearing for their lives. Because the reports are, you know, we would run and they would glitch out and they'd get closer and we'd have to run faster. And some people have pulled out, you know, firearms. They were firing at it. It did nothing. You know, some people said these things didn't even look like they cared. They could care less. There were 60 cops outside. Say if they were phasing, like, re- regardless, you probably wouldn't be able to, like, physically hit these things. I mean, even if right. you look into, like, old UF- UFO cases, I mean, even when people have made contact and actually, like, quote, shot an alien, like, they usually, like, bounce back up, get back up. Like, they're not, like, they're not scared of human weapons, clearly, other than maybe nuclear weapons. But that's oh, yeah. probably because that starts to contort into another reality. So that, that gets into that whole being phased between two places concept. Right. So then, you know, you start digging some more, and then someone brought this up because I wasn't even thinking about it. Because I'm thinking, I want evidence, I want... I'm no, I was gonna. I'm right in the process of getting a FOIA act, a FOIA request for the 911 tapes. Because the 911 tapes, like, you got to get to the mall, there's these 10 to 8 foot creatures, and they're they're attacking us. It's going to be on the 911 tapes, yeah. But those things are probably completely scrubbed too, where they're like, oh, there was some type of technical issue, it was a glitch, like, you can't hear the phone calls because they're over modulated and blah blah blah. There's there's gonna be some excuse, but they're not just gonna, we're at uh, Epstein's house and uh, we couldn't find them out, or they're gonna be like, you have to be more specific, we need an exact time down to the exact second of the exact tape that you want to find. Like, they're they're oh, I know that they're gone, it doesn't matter. See, that this whole thing was very interesting. And, you know, you said Project Bluebeam, but I had a different theory. Okay, so, and the phasing comes into play here. So I'm talking to, I'm, I'm, I'm a region director in Region 5 of the North American Dogman Project. Um, and we have a, a, a group, we're chatting on there. And one of our other members has a, a brother 
in Jupiter, Florida. We're trying to figure out what it is, and, and I'm putting my theories into, into you know, from my research, my theories, and, and how I'm, act, you know, operating. She goes, well, it's interesting. I talked to my brother, and they said in Jupiter, Florida, which would be an hour and 20 minutes from that mall. That's what was going to be my next question is how far that was from An hour and 20 mall. minutes from the mall. It's really not that far. It's just people don't know how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got to be honest. Um, so it's just 20 minutes north of where I am. There were reports of giants walking on the beach. Giants walking on the beach. Like, was there more giants of a description of them? Like, basically, what they're talking about. Same thing, right? Giants walking on the beach. So, if you get that report from people, and I'm trying to find out more about that, I'm trying to get in touch with the brother. Um, Man, they were just trying to feel the sand on their toes, you know, taking the full human experience. If you like pina coladas. And being chased by 10-foot aliens. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just, you know. So I start thinking about it, and I start thinking about the black helicopters, and I said, okay, well, they're going to cut the power. First of all, I'm going to say, I'm going to start this out. I believe, well, I know because I've talked to people um, in in confidence and um, people I've met that I don't know their names, but I know they work for X, Y, and Zs and other people in this type of UFO field. And they, they've told me, and I've known that 99% of police stations or, you know, law enforcement groups around the country have a group that works in law enforcement that is like the X-Files group. They deal with all these cases. They're responsible. And there's been reports that they bring on some other police officer investigators, but basically it's a black, black budget project. That's what it is. So, because they want to know what's going on. And the police are the first ones called on, on you know, Oh, there's a really thin guy here. His name is Slender. <laughs> Can you send a car? He's yeah. trying to play with my kids in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With knives. Um, so I believe a couple of things here. And one more fact about the Miami Mall case. The coordinates of the Miami Mall, and I don't have them straight up. If you reverse the coordinates, it takes you to... Drum roll. A base in Antarctica. Ooh, now it's getting interesting about the whole like half phasing concept that maybe they're existing in two places yeah. at once. And I wasn't even looking at it, but I, that's a huge element to this whole thing. Here's my theory. And I was talking to somebody else who was on my friends list, who is a half breed human and an, a being not of this planet. A hybrid. That's not a joke. Yes. Hybrid, half-breed, whatever you want to call it. So I'm not going to call you crazy father, on that one. I've been in contact with a few who claim to be that also. So, Father, let me tell you something. I've known this guy for a long time. He's a good guy. He's always said you know certain things, and I always take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> 
And he's, through what he's revealed to me, he's proved himself enough where I'm like, this, yeah, I'm, I'm, he's 100% what he's saying. He's saying, this is not a psychotic episode. This isn't somebody that needs help. He is literally, he's, he's half breed, you know, hybrid. So, um, and I, you know, I'm talking to him about it. And I said, with all the coronal mass ejections taking place, right? It's every 11 years, I believe it is. And it ramps up and it's really bad now. This is why you have the Aurora Borealis all over the place. I think most of the U.S. at one point, I mean, I know where you are. You're up north. Did you see any of the Aurora Borealis? Not from where I'm at, but I get drowned out by a lot of city lights because I'm near the Detroit area. So I'm sure that if I was farther away from the city at the same like latitude line, I probably would have seen something this year, but just because of all the city lights and then also Canada's on the other side with their major city, like there's way too much light pollution where I'm at. Right. Okay. Okay. Because they said it was visible even in New York city, but you know, it depends. I mean, it's not something we normally would see, but it would be pretty cool to see the, the, the lights. But I do know a lot of people that are like up, up North and they've seen them. Like I got a, uh, well, my girlfriend's cousin and his girlfriend uh, live up near Gaylor, Michigan, which is like maybe like 45 minutes from going into like the UP. And I know that they said they saw them this year. Oh, yeah. It was it was so intense that it went lower on the map, U.S. map, than it's ever been. I mean, like people were reporting it in places that they you shouldn't be reporting it, really. Yeah, you'll see little bits and pieces, you know, but I mean, it was supposed to be intense. So if you give the fact that we have coronal mass ejections off the chart, which are really strong, and they happen every 11 years, and we're in the 11th year, I mean, it's real messed up uh, right now. There's a huge hole in the sun, a ginormous hole in the sun. I think you can stick four Earths in it. I think it was way more than that, actually, from the numbers I was hearing. Because it's like, um, from like the visual grown. image that I saw of it, it was probably at least like an eighth of the size of the sun, at least from one side. And I think you can fit, oh, that, you can fit like millions more. of earths in there. So it's probably at least like yeah. a couple, the size of a couple thousand earths. Think about that. Right. So you get the coronal mass ejection coming in, you get the, 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 you know, the, the stuff hitting the stratosphere and the ionosphere, which creates the Northern lights and there's different negative, negative and positive, uh, you know, magnet, magnetic fields going, you know, on there. Messing with our magnetic field. My theory is this. What if <laughs> these beings were really supposed to enter in Antarctica? And there's a relationship there. Interdimensional extraterrestrial beings. They got their coordinates wrong. They flip-flopped and them. And as they're trying to come in, because of all the interference from coronal mass ejections and the magnetics, it reversed it, and instead of coming in here, they came in down at the mall. That would also aid in the fact that they were having a hard time getting into this reality because of the glitch. That they, they weren't were, actually in the right location to begin with? Right. And then they were like they were like stuck between two two different time, two different layers of time. Kind of think Philadelphia experiment when they came back online and some of the soldiers were embedded in the in the in the craft. 
you know about that, right? Yeah, of course. Think that, but now you're an ultra terrestrial, extraterrestrial, whatever it is, you're trying to get to one point. They know they're like, oh my God, they're off course. Where'd they go? They're in Miami. <laughs> you know, this is this is the opening of every kind of like this could be a good horror film, like you know, like you know, you know, whatever. My God, they're in Miami. And the next thing you know, they're like, dun, 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 dun. you know, they're <laughs> just dancing into whatever. That's that's what so I think. The powers that be knew that they were there. They shut the airspace off trying to figure out where the hell they are or they were headed there and they could react quickly, shut down the airspace, turn off the power so that they can't manifest. And now we're at an advantage where we can send in a certain group of people and with the power out and them not able to manifest clear on, we can now you know figure out where they are, grab them, and then bring them back to whatever the base. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, just to expand on that too. I mean, theoretically the way that like a portal would work is assumably be that you would need like both sides to it. So if you don't have the second side, maybe you can partly phase in, but you're not able to fully phase in. So, I mean, even in the Arctic, there could have been the other side of this theoretical portal. Or maybe if they came in in the Arctic, they would have been able to fully manifest, but because there wasn't that, other end to the door opening in Miami. That's could have been right. why they were like phase in or like half in. Yeah. I mean, just, I, I think of it as if you see a, um, what are those? It's like not a sinkhole. Um, what are those? The drains, um, it's spiral. It's like a drain. You know, when you go, you know, when the, there, there's these whirlpools and that's a whirlpool in the ocean. And if you get stuck in the whirlpool, and you're going to keep going and going and going until you get down and you get into a certain spot. And then all this water just collapses on top of you. Now you can't get out. And I think what happened is because wormholes, the way they describe it, if, you, if you, you've studied anything with wormholes, think of an hourglass, that hourglass shape. So you have a, an area that funnels down and then another area that funnels from that point out on the other side. So it's going into it. They're trying to get into this. And they're stuck in between, you know, the top half of the of the hourglass and, and the and the bottom, you know, the other the inside of the hourglass. And part of them are there, and part of them are not. And with enough energy, some of them are able to get through that, and then somehow be in this time frame. I mean, I could definitely see that. I mean, even that could be the other component with needing the technology on the other side, because assumably. Like you right. look at like the configuration of a black hole and they want to say that it kind of lets in on this side and lets out on the other side. But according to the shape, I mean, it, nobody even knows. I mean, you create theories on this type of stuff, but it could be sucking from both sides into the center where possibly you need something on the other side that basically like makes it so that it reverses itself and lets right. out so that you can actually get out and not be stuck in this bounce back and forth with two pressures pushing at you into the center of it. Right. You know, and there's certain energy involved in the transfer from point A to point B. And, you know, um, so that's one of the theories there. And and people are always saying, well, if there was, if this really happened to them, well, where's the video? So some videos come out, but some of them are so shaky and, and bad that I, I just got to discredit it. There's one with some woman, you just see the mall someplace and, and over time you see these really tall, what looks like shadow figures. I mean, I got to be honest. It really does look like someone did some AI, you know, work on top of the image. 
I mean, on um, top of the fact too that I guarantee you that these black budget programs, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, my phone's secure, my phone is safe," but there's government organizations that can hack literally virtually anything. So I guarantee you that if anybody did have some solid evidence video of these things, you've heard about a bunch of cases where people have like recorded something weird of an anomalous, and then all of a sudden they go to check their phone later on, the video is not there. So I mean, how many people may have possibly recorded this thing? And it was never even, it wasn't there when they went to go check back on top of the fear tactic of it. Cause I've heard, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know the validity of it, but I've heard that there's been men in black sightings for these things. So they could even be the ones that are like going around telling people like, yeah. Oh, you didn't see anything in your best right. interest. You did not see anything. Well, yeah. So that gets into the, you know, the, what, what you're saying. Um, actually I've been on investigations and I've watched. So um, in the monitor, the record, you know, you, it tells you how much time you have left and it tells you how much you've recorded in the monitor, little number, you know, counter dial. And we recorded for 45 minutes. I know we recorded for 45 minutes. It was saved. They said, mm, great. We go over to get to the recording. It's blank. Or the file's corrupted. And you can't fix it. And you're like, I'm going to kill somebody. I have the best evidence ever, you know. I've got Jesus on a unicorn. What's going on here? Um, it happens all the time. Um, so people are saying, like, where's the where's the footage? So one guy, one person named Moab something, I forgot what it is. They they were the first ones to come out and say, I was in the mall. What they're telling you about the kids is a lie. There were eight to ten foot creatures, and they start going into what they were doing. They were running for their lives, and they said, frankly. Um, when you're in a situation of life or death, you're not thinking about putting on hip hop all stars, you know, you want to get the hell out of that moment. And they're right. You know, I've had such, I've had incredible UFO encounters. And the last thing I was thinking of at the time is taking my eyes off of it to go get my phone. Why would you do that? I mean, on top of the fact that you might not even be able to, record these things in the aspect that you think that you can. Cause I mean, with older devices, it seems like it just better. the picture itself. Yeah. It, it doesn't try to correct the image. Like there's something different to it versus the technology now where you can't record half this stuff because it just doesn't come out properly. And you talk about all the different corrupt files. I mean, if something's existing within two realities, who knows what type of like energy source it could potentially be giving off. Like if you try to right. tape like a nuclear reactor, it's going to have some after effects, side effects on the camera and on the film itself. So who's not to say the same thing may not have happened where it may not have been that the government went through and corrupted all these video files, but rather just recording these beings itself corrupted the video file. Yeah, that does happen sometimes, you know, um, in certain cases, because I don't know, there's some kind of energy or something's given off by them. I I don't know how it works. I I wish I could explain it, but I've had situations like that, too. Um, I actually had some guy named Dr. Simeon Heinon who was kind of explaining like the blurry fixture phenomenon and he was kind of relating it to the fact of like, again, you try to tape like a nuclear reactor and the particles are vibrating almost like in a different reality. So it's like you end up with these blurry images because they're not vibrating on the same frequency that you can take a picture on. So, I mean, assumably the same thing might be said about these other beings, other entities is that because of the vibrational pattern, the camera can't pick it up properly. So it just comes out as like a blurred up image and if it's too much power it may just corrupt the file altogether i think i mean i you know and i think we had a conversation about this with, with my bigfoot uh, stuff 
um, the last time I was on, but I believe sidebar for a second. I believe Bigfoot is a can be a flesh and blood creature, but also can go and become an interdimensional being, and it converts its energy and physical matter into different forms of energy. And in order to do that, you draw energy from every ounce of the source. And in the process of going from physical into to interdimensional, you straddle the line of what we would call the predator cloak, active camouflage. And in the process of you doing that, it affects the magnetic field around your camera. This is why there are so much more blob squatches with all the digital stuff because it can manipulate the fields and the mag, you know, the electricity and the electrons that are, are required to take the photo. Whereas the Patterson film is perfect because there's not one piece of electronics in it. Yeah, it's all magnetism that was for the exactly. old film. It's magnetism in film. That's it. And it has no effect on the film. So, so Unless I, something I, is way too magnetized, then that's where you fall into the issue with the new stuff versus the old stuff. That old tapes, you can run a magnet across it and completely destroy it, where phones now, you can run a magnet across it, and because it's a different medium, it's like you got you got a plus and a negative on both sides. Like yep. the new technology, anything has too much energy, it completely destroys it. The old stuff, too much magnetism, and it completely destroys it. <laughs> it's balanced. That's what it is. So, you know, and that's what life is all about. Life is about balance, and if you don't have enough of it, you're never going to be in the right spot. So there's another person that um, commented, and this is the Moab person saying that, you know, um, I didn't film that much. I know my buddies did, and I'm hoping they'll, they'll post it. But before we were allowed to leave the mall, the police wouldn't let anybody leave the mall unless they saw their phone. And when they went to their phones, they opened their phones. They said, open your phone. They opened the phones. They went to the the uh, photograph area, and they started deleting things. <laughs> so, and one guy said, yeah, they're going to do that. They did that, or they tried they try to do it to my phone. And he, they said, give me the, unlo- they, um, the code to get into the recycle bin. Oh, so they're digging actually back. I was going to say, I wonder if anybody actually was able to save anything on cloud or uploaded something before they were able to actually go and pull stuff off their phones physically. That's what I was worrying, wondering too. But he goes, I, I wouldn't comply with them. Because I mean, I don't know about you, man, but if I was in a crowd waiting to move to the front of the line and obviously the word's getting passed back that, oh, they're checking through our phones and deleting stuff. There has to have been one guy that was like, I'm not going to have one piece on my phone, secret thing, secret file, secret file, secret file. <laughs> really, really funny. You can do that. I remember like, you know, when you have the, the Android phones, the Google phones, whatever, you can create secret folders that no, you, you can move these things into it, make copies of it, and then you can delete it from the main photo library and... Yeah, you can have locked banks where it comes up as a calculator, and then on the calculator screen, you type six 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 seven six two or whatever code you put into the calculator, and then it'll open up the file. And even if anybody opened the program, it would just look like a calculator. It would ap- it would actually operate as a calculator too. Yep, unless you it's put in a code. specific chain or code that you have set. Yeah, which is <clears throat> very interesting. Um, but he said he wouldn't give them the code, which is you know pretty brave of him. 
Um, Especially when you're dealing with these black project type things. I mean, that's not like, oh, you're basic um, rights. They'll be like, fuck you, <laughs> domestic terrorists, get out of here. <laughs> right. But I think there's some cops that are like, yeah, whatever, just go, go. You know, they had to move people out of the mall, get them out. Um, I also think, and, and I'm trying to figure it out, if they shut the power down and they shut the power down to, you know, uh, uh, 61,500 and something, somebody homes, so many homes. That's a big shutdown. Hey, maybe that's why they partly couldn't fuse is because they needed energy and they were aware of that. So they tried to shut off as much energy in the area exactly. as possible to that's try to I, yeah. help with the problem. I think they used, they needed energy to, man- excuse me, to manifest and come into the dimension or into this, this time, not like necessarily timeline in this, you know, this space. Um, I wonder and, if anybody uh, experienced like power drain on their cell phones during that. I wonder if anybody's, re- I haven't heard anybody report that yet, but I'm curious if anybody had that issue. It's, it's weird because I, you know, I'm, I'm I have, I have, I think three people that were able to be acquired that were at them. They say they were at the mall and they're, they're like, yeah, they're willing to talk, but they don't want anything, you know, nothing on record. I said, yeah, no, no problem. You know, I'm all about confidentiality. I'm not going to, you know, out you or something like that. Um, but they're, and, and I was told, yeah, they're really hesitant because they've been threatened a lot. And I'm like, how can they threaten them? Like, how do they know where they live? Like, like what's, you know, there may be a lot more weird stuff coming in. Like everybody in that mall, you know, you can, you can do a phone sniffer, right. And you can sniff everybody's phone number and you know, you are at the mall and they can just show up at your house going, you know, where's Sean? Who are you? None of your fucking business. Where's Sean? <laughs> you know? And you're like, who are you? Like you were at the mall yesterday. Yeah. You see anything? Well, yeah. No. Did you see anything? I'm like, no, I didn't see anything. That's right. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how they operate. Uh, but I, I mean, this is this is what's going on in this world. And some people are like, "Oh, it's a distraction because they dropped the Epstein list." But the Epstein list seems like that was a distraction from a bunch of other stuff that's going on. So it's like right. a cover up and a cover up and a cover up and a cover up. <laughs> Or to quote Blazing Saddles, I think it's a real Rock Ridge when it's the fake Rock Ridge, but we're in the real Rock Ridge, um, which is a great movie. <laughs> Go see it. Yeah, it's 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 a very complex, I think. I mean, there's even episodes of X-Files where it's like the government black budget program, and then they cover it up with an alien thing, and then they cover it up with another military thing. So it's like, it's hidden within layers so that it's like, even if you're getting pieces of it, you don't know if it's necessarily the piece that they're actually caring about or if it's the cover-up piece that they're trying to push into people's right. heads. There was just like, when you said that, I was going to go layers, donkey, layers, you know, like an <laughs> onion, like, like, oh, like a parfait. No, like onion layers. Um, they, they keep, but the problem is they can't cover these things up anymore. It's, it's, it's getting too impossible to cover them up. If you think about it, you know, somebody's going to ask a question like, uh, why why was 65,000 homes shut down? Someone's going to complain. But you see on the other side you have the people that don't want to believe stuff even if you have physical proof so it's just like you can't hide stuff but at the same time though stuff can be manipulated so much with AI with digital content creation all that stuff that it's just like you have this back and forth that somebody again could come out with the best 
UFO video of all these things coming out of a portal, chasing people, and they have every single moment of it. And people are going to go, eh, it was, it was AI. Somebody created it. So I posted those two videos that I post. Well, I posted all three of those videos. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm sitting there and some guy's like, dude, that's a Chinese lantern. I'm like, motherfucker, that was no Chinese lantern. I mean, not at all. I know what Chinese lanterns are. I, I've not only have I released a Chinese lantern, 15 minutes later, I was hungry again. So I know it was a Chinese lantern. I mean, it's kind of like eating Chinese food. But, you know, it's just, it, it's, this thing was not a Chinese lantern. Then you get the guys, you know, SpaceX was launched. And I'm like, no, this was two days after SpaceX, the first, the first incident. There was nothing launched over the, 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 the last one. Although they did fail going to the moon again, but they had a little bit of problems. Hey, remember uh, what that guy said a few years ago? He was like, we don't have the technology to make it to the moon, so we're going to make it to Mars. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, We can't like, make know. it to the place closer, but we can make it to the place farther. <laughs> Once you get this fake ID to drink, no, to vote. <laughs> there's it's just things are so crazy and so like out of control today that you can't you just can't wrap your mind like how do people live i mean either when they shut the power down i think one of the things they may have also done is shut down some of the cell service because they take the power because they're shutting down the towers themselves too so right. people weren't able to upload as fast, all that shit. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you have no Wi-Fi signal and you have no um, phone signal. You know, as soon as the first calls came in, you know, people monitor that stuff. You know, and there's always like, you know, there's one person like, well, uh, Jennifer's a pretty big girl, you know. It has five o'clock shadow. You know, that's not Jennifer. Jennifer works for, you know, some lettered agency to make sure that, you know, nothing strange comes out and is revealed. You know, and it's, it, this is what's been going on. I mean, down here, I mean, I, you know, I know that the, the Vegas stuff was very interesting. You know, you got the 10 foot aliens. We've well, got the 10 foot aliens. You got the Peru stuff. Although the Peru, the ones they rolled out kind of look like Teramisu cake. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that that looked like serious and then someone did a video where they made it look like that and they cut it it was a cake they made a cake out of uh, a figure that looked like the uh brazil um uh extraterrestrials that were so many you know whatever years old you know uh, not not brazil um was it mexico or brazil i forgot which one it was the peruvian face feelers peru oh the, the the face peelers was interesting. No, that was Peru, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that this was when when they they had the UFO conference down in um, South America, and they brought out the bodies. Oh, that one, that one, yeah. yeah. That looked like they brought out like a marshmallow cake from Entenmann's. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that thing looked like it was made out of fucking clay. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, is it what? Is it toasted almond? Yeah, it's toasted. Okay, cut me a slice. (laughs) Whatever it is. I mean, they have some real legit stuff down there. 
I know people that have that have gone down there and, and investigated, and they have real legit stuff. Dude, there's a lot of stuff in Mexico. It's like common practice. I've had a few UFO yeah. researchers on the show from Mexico. Uh, one of them I even had to have like a translator for, and like the amount of stuff they have there has gotten to the point where they talk about it on mainstream news, and it's just it's commonplace thing. <laughs> like it's half the stuff doesn't actually get brought up to the U.S. because it's like the U.S. tries to just not get into their whole media thing, but in Mexico they're like new UFO sighting, new UFO sighting. It's like on the news every night. The U.S. is guilty of being having the largest collection of these type of crafts and crashed and, and evidence, they have gone into almost every country, I think even China and Russia, to, re, to retrieve uh, downed craft. And like stuff. secret op type stuff, like go into them and pick yep. them up before the government there is actually even yep. aware of it? 100%. But yet, you remember those uh, three random balloons slash UFOs that made it into U.S. airspace, and they're like, oh no, what's going on? But yet, we're tracking everybody everywhere else. <laughs> go ask China Joe. Um, <laughs> they just went, they did another balloon like that, a Chinese balloon. The same damn balloon. We know it was the Chinese government. It wasn't you know, it wasn't a spaceship or whatever. And I don't want to get political with you for it, but that was really stupid. And someone should have been removed from office for treason. Um, but, but, um, you know, that's what they do. That's their technology. They, they, they float the balloon. Actually, China launched a space satellite or a ship, a series of space satellites, kind of like Elon Musk's um, Starlink. And it went the minute it went over the U.S. North America, U.S. It started transmitting, and this was just recently reported. So they have this craft coming over, and it hovers over certain spots of the um, of the Earth in outer space. But once it hovered over our country, it started. It turned itself on. And it started transmitting and receiving. So they don't know where it was going. They feel that they were stealing information from, um, you know, NORAD and some other facilities. So they're trying to pretty much like leave it blank so it wasn't able to be tracked because it didn't have a signal or, or anything going to it. And then as soon as it kicked on, it was just trying to pick up as much information as it could before it got picked up. That was kind of the idea. No, I just think that's what that's what it was designed for is a spy satellite. They're telling you that it's... it's um, you know, like they're going to do what Elon Musk does. They do that. That's called Starlink. And this one's called something link. You know, they have no r r originality in China whatsoever. <laughs> Thing you want to, you know, copy stuff, China. You want to counterfeit money, China. You know, there's no originality. Um, you know, I think the, the Chinese Bruce Lee's name is Lee Bruce. You know what I mean? Like, there's 20 <laughs> you don't. They're not shy about being idiots, um, and that's well. That's a different part, you know, with, with that country. Um, that's part of their downfall because they don't do things right. But um, cost effective. That's that's the main premise. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's I. You don't want your computer parts built in a Chinese company. You also don't want your nuclear reactors built by China. No, you don't. <laughs> nope. It's only got like a five-year life, and after that, you might have some leakage. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, for China, 
Yeah, you can get things less expensive. Big whoop, you know. The price of that is going up now dramatically too, so it's not as inexpensive as as before. But I mean, the only you know, leave all that other crap alone with China. The only thing it's good for is to say, uh, yeah, give me the number four beef and broccoli combination, and give me some spare ribs, and just leave it at the food end of it in this country. I mean, there's some you know, can't I don't trust you know certain individuals. But I mean, even most of the Chinese food, you got the New York style Chinese food. So it's not even original Chinese food. It's got an American twist on it. No, I don't, I don't even do Chinese food um, anymore because <laughs> when I call up and I'm like, you know, yeah, my kids want beef, just, just the, just the chicken and the broccoli and the brown sauce. Yeah. No, 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 nothing else, whatever. And I hang up the phone after ordering that and like six other things and like within a minute, like knock on the door, like, what the hell is that? Here you go, delivery. I'm like, you didn't cook this, did you? You know, <laughs> pre cooked, easy, easy for us, pre cooked. <laughs> I mean, I know walks are pretty quick, but I mean, to you know, you're gonna use that yeah. walk. Why you walk? Like, goddamn, <laughs> 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 they call it a walk for a reason because you, you cook and you walk. <laughs> it's, it's during, I mean, incredible. Incredibly talented, sophisticated, you know, they're, they're not wonderful people, but the CCP influence on them is just, uh, it's a, it's a problem for everybody. Um, but everybody's spying on everybody. There seems to be an uptick in all these UFO sightings. Um, it's, you know, it gets to the point where, what is it? Jeremy Corbell released another video about, um, I think he called it the, Jellyfish UFO because it has tentacles coming down, so it's got four tentacles and a, a round ball, and it just kind of floats, you know, in the sky. This has been viewed and it went into the water, and then it came out and it shot and it's shot straight away. No one cares anymore, dude. We've got aliens at a mall <laughs> eating our children, <laughs> eating children, dude. No one cares about your your you know. Your BS. No one cares. No one wants to see that stuff. So, um, but I think they should do uh, Miami Vice Alien Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket and Tubs are now aliens. <laughs> yes, we're going to go over there and buy a kilo. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being a little bit bad. No, it's all good. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess with that, it might be a good spot to, uh, you know, we obviously I want to have you back on because we didn't even really get to get into any of your like updated experiences and stuff. We kind of got heavy into the Miami thing, which I'm glad that I got to talk to somebody who's relatively in the area investigating the whole thing, like probably the best coverage Um, I could get on it, at least at the time. But uh, before I let you go and everything, before we reschedule to have you come back on so we can actually get into your personal experiences, I always like to do words of wisdom before we go. So uh, if there's any words of wisdom you could bestow on the good people out there. Uh, what might it be? Oh, <laughs> words of wisdom. Have a really good accountant and lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and when you're younger, buy as much life insurance as you can get. Other than that, I like the Jimmy Dugan advice he wrote on the baseball in, um, in uh, whatever that movie is with the, the women's baseball team. A league of our own, right? A league of our own. 
And the two kids come up to Jimmy Dugan and go, Mr. Dugan, can we get your autograph? And he writes on, on the ball and goes, what did he write? He said, avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like the most memorable line from that movie. <laughs> it's, just a, it, it's just a great line, you know. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you want real life, I, 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 in all seriousness, it's so nerdy for me to say this. Um, but yeah, the insurance thing, good thing to do. Early on, you'll thank me later You'll when you get retired, if, if we can get our economy back. But on another thing that, that's to protect you in an un, unknown future, and it's been really bad lately due to the political side of stuff. Maybe that's why the aliens are here. Um, go out and buy physical silver or copper. Gold, silver, or copper. Precious metals. Go out to the store. There's usually somebody that's selling gold and silver. We buy gold and silver. Go buy some Hold on to it just in case the uh, BRICS currency is off the chart and the American currency isn't anymore. And I mean, we'll just to expand on what you said on that one too, physical copies of books, because if anything ever goes sour, the ability to be able to transfer knowledge back and forth will go a long way. So, I mean, like books may be just as valuable as gold or silver currency because the knowledge to actually be able to get through things and survive, you know, is priceless. Part of that is I remember I was talking to somebody when I was growing up, we had an encyclopedia Britannica. We've had several different versions of it. We had to go to the library, local public library, and they never really updated their, they didn't do it every year. They did it like every 20 years or whatever. So it was like they had an older set from the, of the encyclopedia. It wasn't recent. And I remember going in there because you would have to go there after school and do some studying. I you I remember seeing pictures of Antarctica in that encyclopedia. And there were there were rock, you know, there was rock pyramids, there was like what looked like vaulted doors or archways and Roman you, you know like ruins from like Egypt or Rome. There was stuff on Antarctica. And ever since the 1950 was it 54 or 56 treaty, Antarctica treaty? None of that stuff exists anymore. So if you're out and you get to like Grandma Joe's house or great grandma, whatever, and in the basement, she has an encyclopedia set from up to 1954, I think it is. Go to the first, go to the, the A section and look at Antarctica, and I guarantee you're going to get pictures of what Antarctica looked like. Mm <laughs> hmm. Say, even just going into like the dictionary, too. I mean, you get older versions of the dictionary and you'd be shocked what you end up finding in that thing. Oh, yeah. See, that's one of my like guilty right. pleasures. I usually collect like old dictionaries and old, uh, right? Like he has, you know, right now behind you, you have the voices of the winds. That's what you have right behind you. <laughs> Sorry, I had a sound effect machine. <laughs> Gotta use it at least once. Yes. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Other than that, you know, just be nice to each other. I mean, I don't want to quote a movie or anything. The most powerful, most powerful thing in this world is love and start trying to love more people. See, I'm going to quote a movie on this one. I'm going to say, be good to each other. Just like Bill and Ted. (laughs) 
Be excellent to each be, other. That's what it is. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> Come on, Socrates. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, with that, of course, if anybody wants to come and follow your YouTube channel to watch all your interesting videos you post, uh, if anybody wants to hit you up about you know any of like the other side stuff that you do, some investigating, anything that you possibly do all over the internet, where can everybody come and find you for all the different fascinating things you do? Um, <laughs> it's uh, very interesting. Every Wednesday on uh, YouTube, at the Three Beards podcast, I I am a um, I'm a host on that show. We start at eight p.m. Eastern and go to nine, or even sometimes to um, you know ten ten thirty. It depends. Um, there's a bunch of good guys there. Uh, if you want, I'm on social media. If you see me, or you want to ask me a question, it's Brian M. Bowden. Tell me you saw me on the show. Um, tell me, yeah, I watched you and Shane the other day, and I have a question. Because I, you don't know how many people I just like send you a friend request and ask you something out of the blue, you know. But um, to, I'm working on my website still. But if you go to the link tree um, and you look up Brian M. Bowden, you'll see a picture of me and everything. You know, I'm trying to add to that, make it one one central location to put all your links in, you know, stuff like that. So, and hopefully, I'll be back on with. Uh, Al, the big red goo, Santa Rigo one day. And that, that trust me, that's going to be like a three, four hour episode, folks. And we're going to have a blast with that. I'm going to end up having to split that one into two. <laughs> I mean, we can record it all yeah. one night, but I'm going to end up having to split the episode itself well, into it's two. It's going to be good. We'll have to start early. we we'll have to start early, you know, coffee, bath and breaks. And we'll have to come back to that. But I thank you very much for having me on. And it's always a pleasure. I wish you... Um, you both uh, success on the new venture. Oh, thank um, you. you you're, yeah, I mean, you do you do you have a great product. Uh, it's always fun talking to you because you can bounce theories back off of each other. Most people don't have that gumption to, you know, throw their stuff back and forth and consider you know things that you know other people say. Um, and you're, you're super duper smart and a good guy. And blessings to you and the fam for well, this year. I greatly appreciate that. And honestly, same back to you, man. That's why I try to be a little bit different as far as the show goes, you know, even for the guests, you know, people come on, they do the same interviews all the time. That's why I try to just, I try to do something different, you know, because nobody wants to just do the same repetitive interview all the time. It's just so much more fun where you can bounce ideas back and forth. You can actually get into it and actually feel like you kind of learn something both ways, you know? Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, you know, this, I like the interdimensional stuff. I mean, we didn't get time this time around, but I do a lot of stuff with um, sound frequency, resonance, and vibration, and healing processes and stuff. So um, it'd be nice to be able to come on and start talking about binaural beats and how how you can help people, um, you know, reclaim their eyesight and you know have things make them feel better in, in the process. And it's just it's you know you'll get some tones like that come on and how you can use these things in your life to repair eyesight. I used it actually to repair my eyesight. Um, and it works. It's not a joke. It, it, it works. All you're doing is listening to this stuff. Well, I guess we got a good starting point for next time then. Uh, just giving them a little bit of a foreshadowing and we can put it on the notes and make sure that that's the first thing we get into next time. And let it kind of expand out from there. So you and Al, I could have you guys on a million times and we'd never recover the same stuff. Well, once you see us going back and forth with each other, it's hysterical. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good time.
If you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review or rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify or whatever other podcatcher that you use. And of course, you guys can also share the show through word of mouth. If you think somebody might really enjoy this episode, you guys can share it with them directly. Or you guys can go on the YouTube or the TikTok, uh, share some different clips of the show. Maybe you can get somebody interested off of watching a little short form version of the show. But anything you guys do, greatly appreciate it. And if you don't do any of that, I just appreciate that you guys are listening to the show. And if anybody has an encounter to report, no matter how big, no matter how small, you guys can report that to OMM Encounter Reports at Outlook.com. Or you guys can go to the link tree, and there is a specific submission form for that. And uh, if you guys want to get a hold of me for any other reason whatsoever, you guys can do so through social media. Instagram is the one that I'm the most active on, or Facebook. Or you guys can also email me at inquiries of our reality podcast at Outlook.com. Or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form for that. Uh, there is two separate submission forms, so make sure you guys click on the right one. And of course, make sure you guys check your spam or junk folders because I do respond to every single message that I get. But due to the fact that I send out a lot of links for the show, a lot of the time my stuff gets pushed to the spam or junk folders. But anyways, just make sure you guys check, of course, because I don't want anything to get missed going back and forth with you guys. But uh, everything that I mentioned is all available on the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.